CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. PQ Beat is the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone, and thanks for listening. I'm Peter McCulley. Cindy Thompson is a registered clinical counselor, a certified executive coach, and host of A Resilience Project, the podcast. Thanks for dropping in today, Cindy. It's my pleasure. I'm very excited to be here. Tell us about your podcast and what exactly A Resilience Project means. Absolutely. A Resilience Project started in 2020 when we were all going through the pandemic. It seemed timely that there was a need to identify ways that we could help make a difference. I'm in the humanitarian field as a clinical counselor, as a coach. I'm all about helping people. And I felt like this was an opportunity to reach a broader population and make a difference at a time where we really needed it the most. Was there a particular experience that motivated you to start the podcast? There was, actually. It was interesting because, honestly, I had never thought about starting a podcast. I never would have even considered it. But I was going through some coaching myself. I had invited a coach to help me with next steps, what I might want to get involved with. I wanted it to be something meaningful. After listening for that first coaching session, the coach said, I think you need to start a podcast (laughs) and really just listened to what was important to me. And I was blown away. I was shocked. I was embarrassed to even tell anybody, my kids even, that this was a possibility because I needed to really think about it. So I went away that weekend and really thought about it. I went for a run because that's usually where I do my most creative thinking. And a resilience project showed up as something that would be meaningful and something that I could offer up to the world. That inspired me to look into it further. And from there, the rest is history. I jumped on board. And I'm all about trying new things. I'm all about seeing what I can do to stretch myself, as I would hope my clients would do. If I'm going to preach it, I have to practice it. You mentioned you were getting some coaching. Was that for the professional side or the personal side? For the professional and personal, because anything we do, we have to do it from our heart. Anything we're going to commit to. I had actually been thinking about maybe even a nonprofit organization And I wasn't sure what that would look like. I knew it was going to be something meaningful, whatever it was. And actually, the person that coached me was Bob Goff, who is a very famous author, a Christian author, has written several books, including Love Does. And he was offering up some coaching, and it was a dream to actually get coached by him. So it was a little bit of a perk for myself in 2020. And he's a bit rogue, like he'll very radical in anything he does. So it didn't surprise me that something like that would show up in our conversation. You mentioned that you started the podcast during COVID, and then I'm sure that very quickly gave a whole new meaning to the title of a resilience project. A hundred percent, yes. And in fact, we've always needed resilience as humans. And so The fact that we were all going through one of the greatest tests of our resilience in 2020, it seemed timely to bring that forward. And since then, a lot of people maybe even feel tired hearing about the need for resilience, 
But in fact, we always have needed it because as humans, we go through hard things and preparing ourselves and being proactive and developing that ability to bounce back, that ability to get stronger and actually come back even stronger than we were prior to that event that has happened. So it's important to continue building our resilience to be able to have several different skills and tools to draw on that gives us that feeling of being prepared and being able to handle whatever comes our way. One thing that's emerged from the pandemic, no doubt about it, is an increased awareness of work-life balance. People seem to be taking a second look at what they've been doing and where they're going, where they want to land. Yes, that is a really good point because I think that is the case anyway, but we're also still really tired from the pandemic. People's nervous systems are exhausted. And I think about the frontline workers. I think about people who are experiencing a great deal of anxiety, depression. They're withdrawn. They're less likely to reach out and get involved in things. And so this is very timely as we learn to continue stretching ourselves, but in a proactive way and to be able to manage things in a more effective way, to be able to trust in ourselves. It's like a sailboat. If you have what you need inside of you, you don't have to worry about what's going to show up today or tomorrow. You already know that you can handle it. Cindy, looking at the list of podcast guests that you've had over the last couple of years, it's been a pretty wide range of people and challenges that they've talked about. Maybe you could talk about a few of those guests that you've had. Oh, I'd love that. And as I look back over almost this fall, it'll be 100 episodes. It's like a yearbook and you look at that person's picture and you think of their story and what they've been through. So I feel like the podcast does offer something for everyone. There are some nonprofit organizations. There's a diversity of people and humans. We have some people that I interviewed from Africa, from Uganda, who started their own nonprofit, who grew up in really hard conditions got an education and started a nonprofit to help their community. So that would be an example. I have people who have struggled with illness like cancer, have been able to speak to the strengths, the wisdom, the insight that they have gained since developing cancer and coming through it. Because it's often in hindsight that we realize how we grew in that experience. So some of the people that I think of off the top of my head is Caleb Dahlgren, who was one of the hockey players that was in the Humboldt bus crash in Saskatchewan. He was 19 at the time, but it was only by the fact that he was at the back of the bus that he survived and several of his teammates died in the crash because they would at the younger players or at the front of the bus. I interviewed him and he's just this amazing young man that speaks about his practices and what got him through emotionally and physically in his healing. I interviewed Colleen Jones, the curler that many of us know and recently appointed to the Order of Canada. And she, in 2010, almost died of a bacterial meningitis. So she not only talks about her curling and what she learned about resilience there, but also in facing her own possible death and how scary that experience was. I think about the humanistic stories. There's lots of just human stories of what people have come through and the resilience practices they have realized in the process. But I also have several experts that have come on the podcast that I've interviewed. 
such as Dr. Raphael Rose, and he has studied astronauts at NASA on their resilience practices. So it's been really interesting to hear from him his own personal stories of resilience, but also what he's been learning through his studies and research. I think about Lori White, who was an RCMP member who was shot in the line of duty very early on in her career in northern BC and lost her leg in the process. So having to have a prosthetic and what she came through as a new recruit, being able to start her career and having that happen fairly early on. Lori's another one that is just an amazing woman, an amazing speaker, and has lots to offer in her podcast as well. Another one that comes to mind that I interviewed fairly recently is Adam Lang, and he was, I'm going to say, semi-professional soccer player, grew up in Chilliwack, went on to play University League out of University of Washington. He speaks about losing one of his best teammates who is extremely healthy but died of sudden cardiac arrest. Adam, as a way of coping, went on to put AEDs on sports fields all around the world. And so he's been part of developing an organization to make a difference. I love being able to promote stories that allow for good news that comes out of it and giving us a message of hope that we can get through hard things. I ran across an episode while I was scanning your website from an old friend of mine, Arjuna George, a firefighter. Yes. I got to know Arjuna through Leadership Vancouver Island, which I'm also involved with. He's one of the coaches with them as well. Yeah, I've got a few firefighters as part of this particular theme is like wild firefighters, as well as a couple of firefighters like Arjuna George, who struggled with burnout. And so he speaks about that in terms of his career and retiring maybe a little earlier than he would have wanted to. Folks that know me will chuckle when I say I spew out every once in a while what I'll refer to as a McCulloughism. I ran across one of your own. You describe yourself as a possibilitarian. Yeah, it's such a powerful word. Over the last 33 years, I've been working with people to realize their possibilities. And to me, I see myself as a conduit or a facilitator to help people realize possibilities because we often limit ourselves. We have limiting thoughts. We put ourselves in a box and tend to not want to stretch outside of that. Even through doing the podcast, I'm stretching myself. It's been a huge learning curve but I also encourage people to explore possibilities within themselves that haven't yet been realized. Anxiety is fairly wide-ranging and can affect people of any age. Because of the demographic of the area in which we live, I thought an interesting question might pertain to age and the anxiety of getting older. I've got a big birthday approaching, and it always leaves me thinking and scratching my head, what just happened? When I think about aging, it really speaks to change. We are all going through change all the time. So if we can practice at developing our resilience in change, it's also going to help with aging. Each stage of our lives, if we look back, we've actually come through really hard things already, each one of us. And so by recognizing what we have come through, we can draw on those strengths. So what are the things you've already been through that could inform you on how to navigate aging? It's really just something new and different. It makes me think about my daughter who moved to Nairobi to be a teacher. And when she was going there, the organization that helps teachers get started worldwide taught her that 
when you go to a new culture, recognize that it might be different, but it's not bad. So having a mantra that you say to yourself, it's not bad, it's just different. So how could that apply to aging? This is just another phase in my life that I'm adapting to. What are the gems? What are the sweet moments that are coming from that might help my mindset and help me think differently about this stage of life rather than it being a negative? Do you have a team that helps you produce your podcast? I do. Gosh, I could not do it without them. I have to say they are gems. When I started the podcast, I quickly reached out to a few people just to see if they'd be interested in taking a piece of it. The first person that may regret it somewhat in moments is my husband, and he has a background in technology and had just retired from the RCMP in the technical section. So he had time on his hands, and he's really good at systems. He's really good at looking for quality. So he's the first person that got on the team to be my sound engineer and editor. We've had a few people cycle through and help for a a season. They're usually young people around 30 who might be moms and be home with their kids and just help out with a piece of it, anywhere from doing some social media posting for me to doing the transcript and just taking a piece of it. But we are all volunteers on this podcast, and they are true gifts. What do you hope listeners take away from the podcast? My hope is that they will get a little gem from each episode, that they will find a nugget that stands out for them. It's really been fun to hear even my team at 30-ish, any one of them has said, I didn't think I'd be as interested in this episode, but I still got something from it. And we learn from human stories. So by hearing how other people have navigated, it might just spark an interest in trying something new that you haven't considered. It could be mindfulness or my meditation. It might be developing a practice of journaling and gratitude. So often the guests speak to some themes like community and the importance of having people around them when they went through hard times. And so my hope is people listening to this podcast, and it might be a particular episode that stands out, but it might be a little bit from each one that surprises them and that they get a spark of interest to try. Thanks for being with us today, Cindy. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Our thanks to Cindy Thompson and her podcast, A Resilience Project. That's this edition of PQB. If you have comments or suggestions, you'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today.